I'm talking to that golden soul lady. Been here for hours, think I overdose maybe. I'm responsive like I'm comatose, baby. Welcome back to episode two, people. Oh my God, I don't loaf already. Episode three, episode three. Come on, bro, come on. Yeah, 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 loaf, I loaf, I loaf. But you know, episode three. Welcome back to episode three of the unapologetically opinionated podcast, bro. We are at come on, episode. You dog we are at episode three you know i did the calculation dog you know i did the calculations right mm-hmm. we supposed to release if i remember correctly 52 episodes a year if we keep this up man you better say that you better say dog. that 52 a year dog 52 a year sound too easy oh so okay you want to a week you're doing it now because <laughs> I still struggling to get them out every Wednesday because episode dropped last, last episode dropped Thursday because my laptop decided to loaf on me. But you don't know. That's how we get it. I don't study that. I don't study that. But yeah, man. So how you been, dog? How was your week? And my so, week has been before before you start. So, you know, you remember we said in the first episode that as we go on, we're going to start to, like, as we get more ideas, we structure and become more, like, defined. So, something mm-hmm. I want us to do to start the podcast from now on, all right, I want to call it the mental health check where you just, every Ooh, week, love it. I just I just want us, like, kind of decompress and say, like, how we've been feeling, what we've been going through, and just a mental health check to make sure we're good as bros, but, dog, like... You know, it's a hundred percent transparency. You know, if it's something you're fully not comfortable speaking about, then that's fine. But a hundred percent transparency, say how you're feeling. You don't have to necessarily state the situation, but be honest about how you've been feeling, and then we could probably talk about it because I personally feel like once we always to the key to a healthy to basically um a proper mental health is talking about it. That's why therapy works because it gives you an no, you're outlet. You're right, you're right. Yeah, it gives you an outlet to push what you're keeping inside outwards. So how your week been, bro? How's how's your mental? Nah, you're absolutely right with that, bro. Um and I respect that too because we often, you know, not consider the the externals with life just in general, bro. Um but my week, I'm not going to lie, it, it started off really good, and then it kind of hit like a, a weird space, had to do a lot of praying, and you know, now where I'm at, it's better, I can say that, but man, sometimes you go through it with your emotions, and you got to like hold on to everything, bro, and like for me, I just started, um, my classes started back uh, this week, and I'm just like, Man, a lot of things happening with work, school, and you just trying to balance everything. It's it's been something, bro. But um genuinely know where I'm at, I'm in a better space. So yeah, we love it. What about you, man? Like what what's what's happened? Bro, my week has been complete fucking shit, dog. My week is horrible, dog. But 
believe it or not, even though my week has been complete shit down, I it actually put me in a better place mentally. So, you know, mm-hmm. I broke up with my, well, my girlfriend broke up with me. Um, yeah, and it it wasn't like a super bad breakup. Like we ain't enemies or anything. We cool still, but it's just like. It was just a drain. It was just draining. We care about each other still and all of that. But it was just like, yeah, the relationship more draining than a friendship between us. So we just call it quits. Well, she call it quits. I try to save it. And then I end up saying, you know what? ain't what it. So let's just be friends. No, I get and that. I get that. That's, that's how we've been having it. And me, you know, I feel like ever since that happened, my mind just been in a like I just been able to it's easier for me to not stress over shit dog because man obligated mm-hmm. to no more like well, in a relationship in a relationship you're ob- you're obligated to 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 worry when she go out and make sure she's safe like I mean I wouldn't say obligated to worry but I feel what you're saying I feel what you're saying well I feel like for me as an overthinker that's that's where the obligation comes from. I'm an overthinker. So when she okay. goes out, I'm obviously overthink and be like, oh. and then my overthinking ain't the typical, she might be cheating or some shit. My overthinking is like, okay, if she goes out with this person, then I'll be like, okay, well, I know this person will drive fast. And if this person drive fast, then she could get in an accident. Or if she get the ax, or if she get in the accident and I'm sleeping and she tried to call me, like right. I don't run down. Yeah, so me over safety. Yeah, also. so I'm I'm a I'm a very I'm very concerned about safety. So that's where like that. that's where the application comes from for me. But no, it's like for me, I, I like after it happened, it hurt so much. Um, I think my brain was like mm-hmm. bro is either we get depressed be sad and waste a couple months of our life trying to get over this shit and my brain was like bro we've been done this already so i'm going to put you into the next stage of your life where is it's the it's whatever phase so it was like okay we broke up it hurts but we got shit to do so it's whatever if it work if we get back together we get back together if we don't it's whatever. I'm yang and dead. That's what my mind telling me right now. Yang and dead. Nah, absolutely right. You're not yeah. good at all. Yeah. So my brain is literally just telling me that it hurts, but yang yang and dead. You can be alright. And genuinely, I'm fine. That like, I've been able, like, I've been working out more. <clears throat> I've been putting my energy elsewhere. Into nah, I love it. We that... love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. So, and fun fact. That's actually the topic for today. The topic is. Um, love and the concept of needing someone more than you need yourself. That's the topic for today. But before we get into that, you know, we always got got the banter before, so we ain't gonna jump straight into the serious shit. So, Andre, how was marketing the podcast this week? You know, guys, this, this guy is completely on me about marketing, bro. Like, I'm trying to not detox like we said in the last episode but um genuinely just trying to get into a different space you know um and just put aside instagram like not completely but you know not have it use so much of my time right and instagram is mainly the platform that i use um but because this guy has been on me you know i generally try to make an effort 
you know, doing some reposts and, you know, just being mindful that it's a thing. However, I have a one, li one hour limit on Instagram. So in that one hour, if I don't post, it's okay. Because <laughs> I'm human and I'm still going through whatever I'm going through, you know. I just got to be mindful of where I'm at and how I use my time. Like, instead of being on Instagram up front, like, I started reading up front again um, and getting into certain books that I, I feel like I need to get into. You know, and it's just, I'm not saying that I'm not going to, you know, mack it, but you got to take it in stages, bro. You got to take it in stages. All I heard just now was, Bullshit, <laughs> bullcrap. <laughs> wow, wow. If that's your excuse, I'm gonna let you run with it. You know, me really gonna. I argue. mean, it's not. It's not. It's, not an excuse. Time, it's a. Re it's not an excuse. It's a reason. Okay, if that's your reason, then you know I'm gonna accept it. But, bro, I can't do all of this by myself. This is a lot. Now nah, you're right. But, you're right. But, but it gets better. Don't um, worry about it. I'm by the way, people may actually upset, you know, his banter. Just laying out, know. Um, but yeah. Bro, dog. My neighborhood <laughs> decides to wake up in the middle. Yo. It's when I show you to record we record the podcast later and later every week, and everything just gets loud. I'm yeah, tired. I can hear all the conversation and the dogs. I go up, up in the mountain and go record next week. <laughs> Anyways, what you what you what's on your mind, bro? The people say I've been the people say you don't talk enough. So, I like people say that. Yeah, dog. Who been they, saying they, that, bro? Dog, that's the, crazy. The, the community, bro. Our 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 thirty-one listener community, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got the stats on my phone, bro. We have thirty-one people in our audience. That's and that's crazy. what's up. That's what's up. We love it. We love it. Come on. 31 to what 31,000? Come on, say that. Yeah, 31 to 31k, bro. Like, you know, but when, um, we, when we hit when we hit a hunt, when we hit 100 episodes, we're gonna we're gonna drop our first video podcast. You sure 100, bro? Why not? Yeah, bro. Like, no, bro, 50. they got they got work for that. <laughs> nah, I get you, I get you. Um, we we trying to be progressive, completely to the way. Um, wow. Damn, bro. So, since Vandre is incapable of having a conversation without a a derivative topic, let's go straight into what we need to talk about. <laughs> bro, I took I just took a sip of my juice, bro. I'm drinking yeah, orange bro. juice, bro. Your trash like, ass orange juice, bro. I told you to lead the conversation and you, you buckled on me. You went to drink juice. So I'm going to lead the conversation. You know what? Do you think, bro? Do you think? If you feel most comfortable, do you think? It's not about feeling most comfortable, bro. Do you have anything <laughs> to say outside of the topic, bro? I don't want to jump into I the mean, topic yet. I'm drawing up black, bro. I'm not going for it. <laughs> we're 11 minutes in, bro. I don't want to talk about the topic yet. I usually like to start the topic. If you don't know, I'm a very calculated person when it comes to how I see everything. So you might feel like I'm doing everything at random. But if you realize every time we start the podcast, we get into the topic at least 30 minutes in. Now I get that, bro. 
I'm just yeah. I'm watching the screen because guys I could see him and I'm just seeing a whole bunch of like mosaic pixels and I'm just like whoa okay all right bro so video, ain't a video podcast so you ain't you ain't need to worry about seeing me you're hearing me right all right my guy I hear you I hear you good okay so tell me something right since we are both creatives in the in the photography space in the bureaucracy space right like why would you not to talk about that like up front um because for me it gets draining man i work in a creative space 24 7 well not 24 7 most 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 my day um most my days is all creative space i think i said this in the in episode one i'm not one of the passion i'm not the typical passionate person like my attention span for my passion depends a lot on me. And if I genuinely put all of my time into one thing, I will get fed up of it and never want to do it again. And I don't want Not to get fed up. Of, I don't want to get fed up of my passion because I really love it. But I'm, I like, I genuinely don't want to talk about photography all day every day no i get that i get that like it's literally what i do in my spare time it's literally what i do for my career so i don't want to start a podcast and talk about photography again like we're gonna of course we're gonna talk about it every now and again like we're gonna we're gonna talk about it when it's necessary but i don't want to have an entire podcast centered around the creative space because there, there's get, more to that, me there's more to me and i think there's more to you and i feel like that's what i want the podcast to be to be based on not what people know about you but what they don't know about you and with that said guys i'm gonna write a book about it because i feel like i don't know i always feel like i wanted to i always wanted to write a uh biography about myself um but in retrospect when i think about it i don't have anything to write about i don't think i have anything to write about so we're gonna work on it um 2023 yeah that gonna be out but um Fun fact i have a f- I, I actually started writing a fictional story a fictional okay. book yeah okay and it's a story it's a it's not it's not like an autobiography it's not it's not gonna teach you like how to be successful in seven minutes like nigga i've been alive for 22 years and made successful yet so i don't think i could write that book yet so i and i'm never gonna write a book like that because i don't find them interesting i don't even read those kind of books i find them to be absolutely fucking horrendous and they don't have any creative vision behind them. It's just somebody telling you what they did to be successful. And I find them to be very self-centered and egotistical. So I don't read those but kind of books. Su- nah, bro. Success leaves clues, bro. Yeah, if you want to be successful, you got to follow a path. And yeah, everybody but I, got think, I, think, I think I think, I think, you could also follow that path by just like... <clears throat> okay. This is what I'm saying. That's how I view those books. But I don't think that's that's how I'm not telling everyone that's how you should view those books. That's how I view them. Like I get you. But 
I get more knowledge from reading about like characters going through a story and then pulling lessons from that because it forces me to think. And I feel like something that forces my mind to pull something from that, I learn more. So it's about it's about um it's about this 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 biogenic this um biogenetically engineered android sent okay. out so it's based in on earth but into in the future this is my dream my dream is to write a book about uh basically like a future a future proof caribbean where the caribbean is caribbean yeah so like it's it's the caribbean like a thousand years into the future technology is like super like super super like super upgraded everyone is like basically scientists everyone is brilliant science is booming and then two scientists from the Car- the caribbean decide to send an android into space to explore the other planets and see how the the earth can spread its it's basically wings outside of its gravitational pole and explore the galaxy now so what wait, i wait wait to... hold on hold on hold on hold on me being a caribbean raised man right you know there's this there's this thing i'm trying to like figure out what like a part of me is just like this don't make any kind of directional yeah, sense yeah right? it don't make no sense. it don't make no sense for caribbean people i mean key yeah. caribbean people caribbean people <laughs> barely read actually man writing the book for caribbean people this is me this is my goal for the book my goal right is to this is my goal it sounds like ridiculous but i'm going to tell you my goal i'm going to tell you no more the story i'm going to tell you my goal for writing the book my goal is to drop essences of what the Caribbean really is and different islands while writing the book. And I'm going to make it an ebook. And then basically when people pick up the book online and read it, like because m- mostly people who read ebooks, majority of them American and so. And I have a lot of American friends and I in a lot of Discords. I actually in a Discord chat that waiting for me to finish the book. So I genuinely have people like want me to finish the book already. And okay, my goal, goal is for these people to learn about the true essence of the caribbean outside of just asking you're from jamaica yo i don't know if that's ever happened to you bro but it's the most annoying thing ever yeah bro it's happened to me a couple times it it is what it is bro man from jamaica though that's all i gotta say man from jamaica (laughs) (laughs) not yet right at this point in my life like i talk to so much people and it's just like oh where you from you from the island or from the islands oh yeah jamaica my nigga don't say that so no i i wear uh a think it's pendant on on my chest like everywhere so if, if whenever you ask me it's just like yo yeah this is where i'm from this is this is it, it it's not jamaica bro it's not bro yeah so that's just me intention for the book is just it's gonna be like a super adventure book it's going to be very fictional if you're not into fictional stories it's not gonna be a book for you but my goal is to basically 
teach about the Caribbean through a fictional story. So it's not going to blatant say, St. is a beautiful island, or Barbados is a beautiful island. It's going to have hidden gems in it and saying, like, um, like because it's an Android programmed into him and he's built by a Caribbean scientist, it's going to have moments when the Android is out on his adventure sitting, talking to people. And he's going to be like, you know, I, I, I go through my database at night and I see about this island back where what back home called Barbados and the people's accent are usually very hard to understand, but I heard that they are very nice people. They're they're the island is known for this, that they have a carnival named Crop Over, them kind of stuff. You know, but these things are now a remnant of the past because of the future. You know, it's going to have it's going to tell them about this the islands without having to stray away from the story. Cause that's the kind of writing that I admire. I admire writing that teaches about the real world, but still can disregard it for the story that it's trying to tell. No, I get that. And yeah. that's a really cool, interesting idea because usually most times when you think of futuristic, you don't think of urban Caribbean society. Um yeah, like when I said the the idea of you know me being a Caribbean man thinking about what the future could look like for the Caribbean is just like um it's weird to me, you know, and Bro, that's all based on the association that we got. Dude, my imagination, right? is so wild my imagination sees like the caribbean in like year 3000 if we make it to that all the islands floating bro but that's not gonna happen <laughs> but that's what I my mean, imagine like that's that's my ideal future for the caribbean so no, I, I get you not, i get you i know that's not something what's going to happen so to make it happen for me i'm going to write about it i mean nah, because genuinely like something like that it's it's an outlandish kind of idea but it's i mean anything is possible because you know the future has endless possibilities that we have not explored um i i know the that future they got, actually they doesn't got. have they, the future actually doesn't have endless possibilities because if you go off of the um shit i forgot the name but there's a scale that scientists use to tell you the type of civilizations that we're living and humanity and earth is a zero on the scale because we can't even you're talking about imagination and then you can bring this gem of realism just plop right there that's just defeating the whole purpose no because what i talked to you about last week i'm able to be highly creative and have a wide imagination without ripping myself out of this thing that we call <laughs> reality at nah, some point that's... that's me accepting that we ha- we are at a point where where we can say we're probably not gonna achieve these things before the world ends i mean that's true that's true but if you're in a realm of of realism I mean, yeah, bouncing back and forth between you know what one and, you know what one on that scale what? be? No, what? A, a number one, a type one civilization is a civilization that harness all of its resources. Oh, I think I saw a video um about this this entire thing. I don't remember where, but um on YouTube somewhere. 
based on the different types of of civilizations. I think I've seen something like that. So I, yeah. I'm acquainted in some sense. I just don't remember. A, a type one. Sorry about that. A type one civilization is some uh, basically a planet and a civilization that um harnessed all of its planet's resources and can use it for energy. So you see how we're still struggling to master geothermal energy? Geothermal energy is rooted and basically placing fans inside the volcanoes and enhancing the energy to electricity. You know, that's the basically the root of that. We can't even figure that out yet. Because we don't even know how to make volcanoes. The root of that is figuring out how to, how to not make a volcano erupt. Because what sense he make placing a fan in it if he blow up and mash up the fan? So you're saying that we slow? We are. <laughs> I, you know, that's just it. No, but we're brilliant though. Like us being slow for we're yeah, slow. Brilliant on the scale of, of where yeah, we are. No, we're, yeah, we're slow for our expectations of our own future. So what we oh, yeah, want definitely. for what we what we and our our scientists want for our future, we're basically neanderthals compared to what we want for our future but what we've accomplished as humanity is impressive because this which is i'm holding up my phone this used to be a almost ten thousand pound contraption back in the day the first, <laughs> the first computer wow. the first computer was a giant mechanism and now we have that same amount of intelligence and more in the palm of our hands, walking around every day. So what we've accomplished as humans is incredible, but we still have ways to go if we want to accomplish the things we say we want to accomplish. I personally, I just, like, may not if you believe in this, but you know how we got generational gaps? Mm-hmm. I feel like generational gaps stop, uh, was erased after my generation. Because what created generational gaps in the first place was the unwillingness, the unwillingness to accept the future and what's becoming now. Our generation fully accepts technology and its advancements. So I don't think that there will be a time where we'll be left behind because we accept that technology is upgrading and we're upgrading with it. The generational gap no, comes right, from, right. the generational gap came from our elders not wanting to accept technology and know that they're trying to accept it it's advanced too much for them to understand it that's what the generational gap is but if you literally accept it from the beginning of it when you got it and continue to grow with it then there's no gap to to basically close the yeah, so that's why, like, even though children, like our children now, are basically coming out the womb knowing how to use tablets, it doesn't leave us behind. It just means that they're learning it faster than us, but we also know how to use it as well. Absolutely. But there's still, there's still a gap between technology and, um, I don't know whether to say if it's, the, if it's the manual protocol of how things work, but you know how we we were taught certain principles of of just how certain ethics work you know just in the real world um the whole idea of the microwave society you know we know that sometimes you got to work for something um and sometimes it takes time and the generational gap would be now that 
the the younger folks they don't believe in that or they don't they're not acquainted with that is that a bad thing you think yeah but that's i don't think that falls under generational gap though i think that falls under it could it could definitely it it could it could absolutely but it's in just a different line of conversation i don't i don't think i don't think like that's a bad thing for us though because working for what you want is a good thing while the new generations don't necessarily want to work as hard for what they want they're yeah. born with they're born with a kind of sense of entitlement to everything and that's that's where they they don't fall so i don't think that's bad for our generation per se that's bad for theirs i mean right relative relative to who you know it separates but i also because don't at the end of I also, day, there's still a separation between it yeah but i also i'm one person who don't like to blame I don't like to blame how a child comes out of the womb, though, because, like, a child doesn't come out the womb and be like, yeah, you should give me everything and me. I shouldn't have to work for it. I feel like that's instilled in them from how they're raised. A child is raised a certain way. Now you're right. If, Absolutely. You're right. If, if a child, yes. I feel like growing up, I've always been against the the are your children this and are your children that and i'm like bro y'all raised us though now you right you right you right that's exactly it so all these morals that i know and i operate by you taught me every form of discipline that i have you taught me no i have my own mind and i can't share away from my your teachings but your job is to keep me in line. If you let me go astray as my guardian, my parent, you also have a responsibility to keep me in line just how I have the mind to not listen to you. You have, you have, and you also have the mind to realize, hey, this isn't working. Let me try a different approach. But parents have such a one-shot mind of, I talk, you listen, they have no sense of, hmm, maybe this approach may not work. So let me try a different approach because parents just assume like I was raised this way. So I'm going to raise my child this way. And your child could come out and literally reject that teaching from birth just because of their sense of, because a child is born with a sense of a sense of individuality. And the moment that child comes to understand certain things, they won't accept certain things, especially the fact that they're getting smarter. They're getting smarter. But you you can't say that all the time, though, because I genuinely believe as we are raised, we associate in a certain way, right? Just like we are Caribbean and we've been raised to, you know, consider certain things and have certain mannerisms and all that stuff. We will be more different to our American counterparts who don't have the same teaching because yeah. of the tolerance, right? And a lot of the times, it's it's association-based. So, like, for instance, for me, when I get my kids, I'm going to try to teach them the values that I find important. And Jessica, I had to go through the idea of whether you like it or not, you're going to learn this. They can got to go through that. Because what I believe is important is what I'm going to put out front, right? And at the end of the day, you can't tell me that I'm wrong for teaching my child what I want to teach my child. Somebody else might think completely different and teach their child something completely different. And that's them. That's their own sense of individuality and 
you know, that's how they want to cultivate their child and what, what they want to produce for their child, right? It, so I believe it's subjective for everybody. And at the end of the day, you know, depending on where you are, what's acceptable, it differs. Um, and a lot of the times, well, now that I've seen the new age way of parenting, um, especially um, government-based parenting, you can't do certain things. Like, for instance, in the States, you can't lash your child. You know, that's a thing. They will call the police on you. They will call child services, everything. But being Caribbean, you know, that's one of our principles. Like, they say, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? And you might not believe in it specifically as physical beating, but the idea of disciplining your child, that's a staple for a lot of us. And depending on where you are, depending on who you're associated with, you know, it's different. So I feel like that's completely subjective, you know? It, it yeah, all bro. I get that, right? But I'm also not against disciplining your child at all. That's not what I was saying. But what I am saying is, okay, I'll use myself as an example, right? Growing up, I literally remember when it started. When I hit grade, grade two, that's when my parents was told by one of my teachers, yeah, you have a very brilliant child, right? Ever since that, I remember how my parents used to treat me in kindergarten, preschool, and grade one. And ever since the comment in grade two, how I was treated by my parents completely changed, right? Where it was... If I failed something, it was, oh, that's okay. Try again next time. And then after the comment, it was like, like, um, if you don't do good, like uh, my whole life growing up, I was literally told, if you ain't come out nothing in school, don't tell nobody you got a father. Like them kind of stuff. And it was like. Ha, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm not so, laughing at the idea, but that's crazy. Yeah. So it was like. And I dealt with that growing up. And it was like, now that I'm older, yeah, I did good. I came out of school. I got my subjects, all of that. But it was like, no, me and my father, that kind of got disputes because he acts like everything went perfect. And these are the things that I remember. Like, I remember now that I'm older and I have an understanding of like how emotionally scared I am. I realize these things play a part in why I'm so scared because then I base my worth in life on my brain. And I don't like something I battle with is I don't think anybody cares about anything I have to say unless it's something smart. Like I don't that's, think that's any, like, like something, something that's very something I'm scared with. And something I deal with is I genuinely don't think anybody cares about me unless I'm saying something smart. Like, because my entire life growing up, my worth to my parents was based on if I got good grades or not. When I got a great report, my relationship with my parents, my father, my grandmother was amazing. And the moment I failed, I like if I dropped back a year, that entire term for me is hell because they treat me horribly like that's how it is and like that's why i always said 
I'm going to let my children make their choice. If they want to come out like super creative, if a child, if one of my children comes to me and says they don't want to go to school anymore, dude, I'm going to homeschool them. I'm literally smart enough to do that. The only thing I can't teach my children is math, and I could get a tutor for that. I genuinely don't want my child to feel obligated to stay in the school system. I don't want them to feel like their worth to me as my child is based on if they're smart or not. Now I get that. I get that. And what what I had to understand is that the whole structure of parenting, a lot of people, most parents, they're, they're going by trying to figure it out, right? And a lot of them are not honest enough to get to the point to tell you that, oh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I treat you this way because I expect a certain thing, not because I know it's going to work, but because... I see something and I want more of that thing and I'm not sure exactly how to get it. So even for them treating you differently for your grades, that would have been definitely them trying to get more of that to, to I wouldn't say praise you, but just to encourage that, that upward movement. And a lot of times parents fail so bad. And a lot of times, like I'm not to bash anybody, but black people as a, as a people... We are terrible at doing it right because we try so many different things and we're not honest enough to say, I don't know if this works and I think I should do something different. So a lot of times they would do something knowing that it doesn't work and because we have a lot of pride, you know, we still do it and expect that, oh yeah, eventually at some point it's going to be different, you know? So like a lot of times... I had to go through certain situations where, you know, I'm trying to figure it out and I'm looking at my parents to help me figure it out and they don't, they don't know what to do either, you know? And it's only being an adult having the conversation with them, you know, to actually figure it out. You know, it's just when I got aware to the point that a lot of times parents have no idea, you know? And in the sense of us growing up especially, our parents, our grandparents, everybody was just trying their thing, you know? And a lot of times we develop traumas and backwards mindsets and weird wayward thinking because of the, the you know, just, just the lack of consideration that I could be doing it wrong and this could affect my child this way, you know? Like so much of us, so many of us rather, we have so much traumas or we have so much traumas and how much so much things dealing with it's ridiculous because it's not our fault and when we come back to it, we feel a lot of resentment towards our parents because like damn bro we could have just figured it out like read a book some you know and that's that's just crazy and especially you know in talking about this the idea of love comes up to me and i'm just like hmm a lot of us, we go through the whole spell of, yeah, I feel like they love me, but, you know, they treat me this way. So, can I say it's love or, what, is it dysfunctional, you know? And it, it's just crazy to me that that's our reality and that's what we got to go through. And I've heard so many different people say, oh, yeah, I want to do better for my kids because I don't want my kids to deal with that. And in in order to do that, you got to break the cycle. You got to literally dismantle that whole way of thinking and everything. And it's just, 
It's crazy, bro. Like, see? Yeah, bro. That's that's genuinely like. I would tell you like that's genuinely like one of my personal like scars growing up. I is get you. I didn't have like my mom. So you know how everybody, ha- you know how like the typical stereotype is like a non-existent father. I had a non-existent yes. mom where my mom wasn't really in my life much. Like I would visit her every now and again, but even when I visited, she would kind of just dump me off on my siblings. And then me and my siblings didn't have much of a great relationship because, you know, my father took me away from my siblings and they thought like I was living this lavish, rich life. So they kind of resented me for it while they were struggling and that's that's literally not what it was like at all i wouldn't say i was like i had life as bad as them but i'm I, bro i wasn't living in a fucking mansion bro i was just living life that's all i get that and a lot of times mm. parents don't understand what all of these different things could do yeah bro like so now go ahead go ahead yeah i was telling you like with that i like i didn't grow up with like the love of my mom bro so like i don't i don't i genuinely and like i don't count my grandmother as like motherly love because she 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 didn't treat it that way my grandmother was kind of like more of a second father to me than a mother where that's an interesting way to say that what, what yeah do you bro mean? grand grandparents are extremely rough bro especially caribbean grandparents bro so she was i more wouldn't like, say so i wouldn't say so mine i'm speaking about myself I get you, I get yeah, you. Yeah, so mine was more like a second, like, second father, bro. Like, she was very rough. She was aggressive. And, like, when I would, the moments where I would need, like, a motherly hug, I would I would mostly be yelled at. So it was like I grew up in a very combative household trying to defend myself all the time because she operated off of the old school method of if someone tell us something in the streets, it's true. And, like, it was really annoying growing up trying to defend myself for shit all the time that I didn't do. Like, somebody would see me dap somebody and they're going to go tell my grandmother they see me smoking because the person that adapts the smoke. And That's wild, bro. Nah, yeah. that's not even okay. That's wild, bro. Yeah, and then I would come home to who you were smoking with today and not, like, a proper question. So, like, I grew up very combative and that's why, like, I find it really hard to like believe when anybody says they believe me because me and accustomed to nobody believing me. So like I rebelled a lot growing up. Like there was a couple of years when I intentionally just didn't do no school up dog, like didn't do not good in school because it was me spitefully saying like, bro, if I got to do this to fight for your love, then I ain't love me. So me ain't going to do it at all. And that's just it. Because if if a paper gonna make I love me, and the moment I you ain't get the paper how I want, I you basically treat me like I hate me, then I you ain't getting the paper at all. And that's just how I was for years. But then I realized wow, then I realized that was messing up my life too. So I made a conscious decision to I'm going to pay attention in school, but I'm going to do it my way because I hated studying, bro. Because I don't like to toot my own hand out, and I don't. But I'm not your typical study and then pass an exam. I don't need to study to pass an exam. 
I just need to practice what I'm doing because I actually learn. I don't memorize. I learn shit. So a lot of people who get these like straight A's and shit, they're literally only good at taking exams. They memorize the information and they spit it back out on a paper. That's not what I do. I but learn. That's what the school system does. That's what they test you, bro. I learn the subject. So me, okay, I I I understand principles of business which is a subject i understand english i understand literature which is the reason why i could break down shows and books i read because that's what literature is literature is understanding what you read that's why i have a distinction in literature a distinction in english that's why i i are we going to love you that's why hold on Love it, love it, love it. See? That's why I push. I push. I did six subjects. Mm. And I didn't. I wasn't like ashamed of doing six subjects while everyone was doing 12. Because I was like, these are the six subjects I want to do. And these ain't even the six subjects I want to do. Because I don't want to do maths. I just have to do maths. Because if, uh, okay. if I could have dropped maths, I would have dropped it. But you can't drop maths. So I just did maths and I failed it horribly. But I didn't care because I literally can't learn maths. So. Yeah, bro. That's just how it is, bro. But yeah. So my entire life was me basically fighting for love through my education. Like me being smart earned me like love from my parents. And eventually I just stopped asking for it. And then when i transitioned into adulthood and starting to work and i stopped like needing it from them then it became a problem because that's when they wanted to give it to me and i just didn't care for it and then it caused a lot of like issues no not even for working when i was in college when i was in college and i started to depend more on myself it it was like damn no they want like give me all this 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 attention and like want to care so much and i'm like bro it's so it was a nine rather than me accepting it it was more a nine because i was like when i needed this in the most vulnerable stages of my life i didn't get it and now y'all want to give it to me when me really care about it y'all super annoying now and it's like they used to try to have the most meaningful conversations when i literally just trying to be by myself and that shit used to be so annoying yo that's crazy bro because even like for what you were saying like for instance, your grandmother used to give rough energy. A lot of people, like what I've learned, a lot of people don't know how to express what they want to express in the right ways, bro. And I literally had to find out that my dad, he didn't know how to parent me as a teenager. It was, you know, child, then skip, then adult, try to give me something. And it, you know, it still wasn't adequate. And I'm just like, man, like even going to what I was saying, everybody trying to figure it out and nobody is open enough to say, I do not know, bro. So we go through a whole bunch of extra stuff for no reason. And it's wild. And even, even with the relationships that we decide to be in, right? A lot of the time we go through dysfunctional spells and dysfunctional cycles. And it's ridiculous, bro, because it causes so much unnecessary trauma, you know, and nobody's um, accountable enough to say, yo, I think I made a mistake. You know, this wasn't my intention. And 
you know, feelings get hurt, hearts get broken, emotions get thrown around. Man, it's it's crazy. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a strong lover. When it comes when it comes to relationships, but I'm also learning. You can't give somebody more than they give you, bro. They end up becoming complacent. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. I heard it. I was waiting for it. I was like, yep. Yeah, bro. Like, you can't give somebody more than they give you because they're going to end up becoming complacent, get super comfortable, and then... The amount of love you gain them gonna actually start to annoy them. And it's a fucked up thing. It's actually a stupid thing, but That's weird to say, bro. Yeah, no, but it's actually like it's actually a stupid it's actually absolutely fucking stupid, right? But basically, because they never had because you gave them so much from the jump and they never gave you that much, they're like, well, if men got work for this, then men really got to fight to keep it either because it's going to be there either way. And that'll become the mindset, dog, because that'll be like, well, men had to work for this, so men got to basically try hard to keep it either because it's going to be there either way. They become complacent. And then you, as the strong lover in the relationship who giving all of this and then you getting to be a minimum and you're okay with that, you become a nuisance to them rather than a partner. So that's just you know that's an interesting that's an interesting thing to say because I I feel differently towards that because what I what I know is that like for me too I am also a strong lover right and going through the whole idea of giving a lot of love like for me that's easy for me I could just pour out my love because that's what I have right I have enough filled up. To, to let out and still have enough for me, right? What I've learned is that a lot of people genuinely don't know how to receive and give back. Because of the whole dysfunctional parenting spell, it trickles down to, okay, so they ain't got enough love. They don't know how to handle it because it's never been expressed to them. They have no model. And, you know, a lot of times they get into certain situations with people and they literally have no clue what to do. Like, I'm a very affectionate person, right? And for example, like, very huggy, very sappy, very kissy, all that stuff. And I've been with somebody or been with people before that do not know how to reciprocate or receive that. And I literally have to, you know, not like a teacher basis, but I got to walk them through it. I got to make them feel comfortable in that space and tell them, you know, it's okay. At the end of the day, you might not be acquainted with it, but it's okay. You know, you might not have it before, but it's okay. You know, bro. Um, I wish I had my shit. Can you hit the clapping effect for me, nigga? <laughs> Clap. <laughs> hit it again. <laughs> Listen, one thing I can tell you, I'm no, passionate nigga, about. No, one more time, bro. One more time, because you just, you just dropped. Bro, you just drop what we call a motherfucking gem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done, bro. One more time. One more time. Nigga, like, you literally just say exactly how I'd be. Like, okay, I got this bad thing. 
where uh-huh. if a girl is like a hundred percent like if she just good, she grew up in a fully stable family, she ain't got nothing wrong with her dog. I don't be a dog, I'm attracted to broken women so much. Ooh, that's different, bro. Yeah, um, bro, because because it's like okay. Because I'm because of how I pushed myself to be where to be honest, my father wasn't a role model on how to treat women. No, I get but, that. I got the same sentiment. But instead, instead of becoming him, I chose to tell myself I never want to be him. So I everything I saw him do, I did the complete opposite. And it turns out that's how I learned to treat women. I I I I, I that's and just that worked for you, right? Yeah. So with that, I try to find women who never had that in their life and give it to them. But it turns out that it's not that simple, dog. It's not that simple because because they never had it, you're meeting them at the... Well, I'm 22, so I'm meeting them at the age 20, 21, and this is the first time they're having a male treat them with love and respect. And they're you know going, what's amazing? They're going to reject that, dog, because... It's not what they know, and they want to accept it. They know it's like, yeah, this is how I'm supposed to be treated, but it's so foreign for them that they can't do anything but run away, dog. And running you away isn't <laughs> running, running away isn't leaving the relationship. Running away is just like when you try to love them, they they, they push you away, they get angry at you, they lash out at you, because it's just not what they're used to. They just... Because they don't know how to express what it is. It's very foreign to them. It's like saying, you know, oil and water. I got this mixture of water, and it got a bunch of colors in it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try some oil. I'm going to make it look pretty. And genuinely, you might think it's a a good um, concoction, a good mixture. But they don't work together. No matter how much you shake it, they're still separate. And at the end of the day, I don't want to say it's, it's it's bad of you wanting to be that fixer-upper type of person. But you got to figure out where that came from. But that might not be the healthiest thing. And I'm not going to front. One thing I could talk about um, very passionately is the idea of love and relationship and stuff. Like this, this is my thing, guys. This is my thing. Um... But, you know, just the idea of you wanting to find broken women, there's a reason for that. Of course, you know. Um, And it's not because of what you have had, but what you believe you deserve. And a lot of the times, getting into spaces, like I'm not knocking or or saying that, you know, you're not allowed to talk to who you want to talk to. But a lot of the times, getting into those spaces with people that you know cannot love you back, that's self-sabotage for you. Because at the end of the day, you're not allowing yourself to thrive in the reciprocation of love or the idea or the level of love that you got for yourself. A lot of times I tell people, listen, if you cannot love yourself or you don't know the idea to love yourself, don't try it. Like, it's not going to work for nobody else. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what it means to you. So how can you give it to somebody else? Like. The whole trend of looking at the internet, seeing all these different things and, you know, attributing them to the idea of love. Listen, that's a facade, bro. At the end of the day, love is a serious thing. And beyond a feeling, it's a choice. And a lot of people don't want to come to the the reality of that. 
like love angels oh yeah i feel like i love them you know i see them and they look good and you know i'm attracted to them and i want to get to know them and stuff that's that's not love bro love attraction, is literally is not love bro no nowhere close um like the idea of love to me is literally i know this person and regardless if i get anything from them or not i would choose to treat them not just with respect but you know give them that part of me because i want to love is not yeah. a for you thing it's a selfish thing love is a for me thing yeah like and a lot of people go to the toxic way of loving which is wild to me bro like the thing is what, need, what, what people need to understand what, what mm -hmm. people need to understand no 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 one thing i would always say is that i'm past my toxic stage my relationship wasn't toxic at all my relationship it, was it, my relationship was more um it was more taxing than toxic it was taxing because it was me trying to give to someone who doesn't know how to give back i'm gonna just burst your bubble very quick now stop that's toxic bro no it's if not. it's draining it's not. you it's not. If it's, taxing, it's not it wasn't it's... it wasn't and that's why i didn't use the word i use you see if you don't know dog in english <laughs> say that in, in english we're capable of using the word taxing and draining for two different things that's when you know how to use the english language my guy so when i say taxing it's not the same as me saying it was draining like i wasn't tired of the relationship i wasn't like damn why the fuck am i here it wasn't it was it was more of like i know she doesn't know how to give like she doesn't know how to express herself and she did she tried to in different ways but it's just that her ways didn't work with me because it's not right. my it's not my love language if you want to say my love no language. i was just i was just thinking that same thing yeah when like, for, like okay so um when i said toxic i don't mean the generic idea of toxic toxic in this sense and if we're going by dictionary standards toxic in this sense means anything that doesn't give you um proper nourishment right anything that takes away anything that doesn't give you that's considered toxic right and that's that that's that's why i say it wasn't that because dude majority of my relationship was happy dog yeah, yeah I, it could I, it could be happy and toxic i got dog i got like i just didn't get what i mainly wanted and, and that's what i've learned recently right the in the in the conversation of love languages if you are being loved yes it's adequate it might be you know good but if it's still not filling you the right ways it's still not doing the right thing and anything that doesn't give you what you require is still not enough and that's just bottom line at the end of the day you feel drained or not drained but you feel taxed because you're receiving something that doesn't translate in your language properly that's like saying i'm having a conversation with you and i turn on one of these voices right we love it but at the end of the day 
I'm going to talk like this and you're going to get fed up because this doesn't edify you in the way you want or you prefer. Your ears are going to get tired. You're going to be like, bro, I hear what you're saying, but why are you doing this? I'm still talking. We're still talking the same language, bro. But at the end, let me stop. Hold on. At the end of the day, you're going to you're gonna not take it the same way because it doesn't edify you. It doesn't work for you. And a lot of the times, I'm not saying, like, I'm not bashing you or anything, but a lot of times we get into situations knowing that they don't work and we stay because, you know, we try to be savior and all of that stuff. That don't work, bro. Like, it, it genuinely, if it does not work for you, then... It might not work. You know, the reality is that sometimes we got to get to that place. Unless you're willing to adapt and learn. Because, of course, you could learn her love language just like she could learn your love language. Uh, but, you know, if you're not doing that, then you're putting yourself in a space of being subject to toxicity. Especially when it comes to relationships. Nowadays, we only think of the spectrum of toxic or healthy, you know? So if it's not healthy, if it's not forward progressing, then it's toxic, you know, and that's just that. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's what we consider it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <sighs> yeah, bro, but it is. All, all <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I hear it. I hear it, bro. You hear what? I hear it now. Text. <laughs> Man, text, dog. I good now. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm, all I was saying, dog, is you talk long enough. Fuck, I forget what you're going to say. <laughs> I thought you said I don't talk enough, bro. No, no, I, we I, still I didn't talk I, about what we put supposed to talk about. Bro. I That's have, crazy. and we we done an hour into the the podcast, so that the other guy with did another thing. I mean, talking for another hour with you, guy. You gain a nine. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what I'm talking about, guys. This is exactly what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. We're having this kind of conversation, but it don't work. <laughs> Listen, this talks, this this podcast might be toxic, guys. Just so you know, because clearly we just went on this whole trend, and he gonna tell me I'm annoying, even though we're talking. You know what? The, I can chill out. I'm just saying that the podcast. So why are you doing that? Marijuana guy, hear you? Fuck what was that? Why why are you like this, bro? Don't do that. That's not a and I'm not trying to stay long winded or anything, but genuinely I feel like the idea of love it doesn't get talked about that much. Um mainly because most people are so unaware that it just goes over everybody's head. We know what toxic is. We are well acquainted with what toxic is, but we're not acquainted with what healthy is supposed to look like, sound like, and feel like, you know? Um, and that's just it. Like, it, let me let me bring up the, the conversation that we're supposed to have, guys. So, my guy, Devon, he said, and I don't, I don't want to misquote you, bro. What, what the question was? The con it wasn't a question, it was a it was a phrase. Uh, okay, what, what was, was it? It was it was it was it was a topic, the concept of needing someone more than yourself. Okay, so for me, right, when I read that, my first thing was why is that a thing? 
Like, what do you mean? Why the, is that a thing? The idea what of needing somebody more than yourself. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, right? thing. Let me clarify, right? You asked me mm-hmm. what we're talking about. The topic I could have related to was the whole love topic. I don't need nobody more than myself. <laughs> I am. I just clearing it up now. That ain't something I could relate to. I gonna talk my shit right now for a couple minutes. I am that nigga. No, I ain't need nobody but me outside of me. When it comes to wait, 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 wait. when it comes to when it comes to me needing people, that the only thing I need is me myself. I and the Michael Kuo's wallet. I walk to work with every day. That's all I need. I'm I'm past the stage of. Dog, need dog. If you know how much of an ego I have when it comes to my self confidence, right? I refuse to let people diminish my self confidence, dog. I pass this stage of basing my self confidence on a girl, dog. I nobody gonna determine how I feel about myself. However, I feel about myself is because I feel that way about myself, not because somebody make me feel that way about myself. I fed up. I I that shit ain't gonna ever happen again. <laughs> This guy say he fed up. Whoa. Okay. Love it. Yeah, dog. So, like, I brought up the topic because I know it's something that a lot of people go through. But please don't misconstrue that, that that's something I go through, dog. I am the greatest nigga in my eyes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't nobody going to change that. And you see, guys, this is what we talk about self-confidence as a black man. We love it. This kind of energy, you don't hear this often. And a lot of times, it comes across as condescending. I'm not going to lie. Like, even for me, people consider me to be an attractive guy, right? And, of course, I believe that also because I I see myself and I admire, you know, what I'm looking at. Because that's just where I'm at. But it's not going to be a point where I say I feel like I'm better than somebody or, you know, I'm going to give this type of condescending attitude as if I'm all that right to each his own maybe maybe devon is different but for me i come from a place of you know genuinely i know what it means to not have self-confidence right i do getting myself to this point yeah i I get that but the the narrative might be different it might come across differently right because you say you that night you you that nigga you that nigga Bro, bro no I can say that because, dog, I had no confidence in myself, dog. I, I hated myself. I hated how I look. I hated. I felt like I was like the most insufferable human being alive, dog. But what I did to understand, what I came to understand is that whatever I don't like about myself, about myself, you know who has all the power to change that shit? Me. Say that, say that. Let's go. See, was badly overweight, and me ain't got a six pack right now. But how I look right now, I'm completely comfortable with it. I just want to look better. Secondly, how I used to act, I didn't like. So, I changed the company I was around, and it caused me to change as a person and a whole. Brap. Comfort, comfortable love it, with love that it, love too. It. You gotta stop using that dumbass effect. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't like the things, bro. You don't like it. Man, like the big, big, big. But 
yeah, like anything <laughs> that I'm not comfortable with, dog, I change because nobody gonna change dog, nobody got a remote control, nobody in the cre- the created character menu saying I don't like how Devon's hair is. Let me let me let me let me let me what the fuck Vanja when you do it <laughs> You say in the in the menu bro that's background music for the menu bro nobody in the created character menu and saying, hmm, I don't like the way his hair is. Let me press R1 and bam, he here, color gun change. No, I control that shit. When it come to me, dog, I am literally assessor last week. I am the main character of my story, dog. So nobody gonna dictate how I act, behave, dress, or what is acceptable or not acceptable for me, dog. At the age of 16, I told my grandmother, I am falling in love with tattoos. So to respect your household, I'm not going to get tattoos until I am 18. But the moment I'm making my own money, I will get tattoos and you will have to accept it. You know, I did at the age of 18. You I got, got a tattoo. tattoo. I walk in the house. You know why she ain't say nothing? Because I told her when I was 16. That ah, we love tattoos. it. That's the energy, bro. I am, I am, I. When it comes to me, I because I came from such little confidence, dog. The only thing for me is up. Ooh, you better say that. Ooh, listen, twenty twenty two. Jeez, it's not like Come on, I, Baki, let's it's go. Not, it's not like I'm coming from, like, I'm not coming from a place of. Like little confidence. I'm coming from a place of no confidence at all. So know that no I confidence have to, full confidence. Love it. Know that I have so I may even got full confidence dog. Cause when I get my back figure, nobody gonna be able to talk to fucking me at all. Like <laughs> like women gonna can't even say nothing to me because if you ain't what my time ain't even gonna look in your direction because you can't tell me nothing. I look good and like that's genuinely how I how I how I see it. Like, if when I was a certain way and you didn't feel the need to talk to me, don't talk to me when I put in the work to look how you thought I should have looked. May I do this for you? May I do this for me? It's just that it's convenient for you now, but not because it's convenient for you. Mean I must allow you to twist and turn me to your convenience. May I give a shit? So if you didn't like me when I had a belly. And now I work to not have my belly for me. And now you think I'm attractive. I must give a fuck. I don't mean do this for you. So your convenience of how I look now has nothing to do with me. Deal with that yourself. Go find somebody else. Mean got nothing to do with you. Dog, <laughs> I, dog, I've told people. I tell women all the time when they get involved with me. I'm gonna have I'm gonna start this conversation, but this conversation ain't gonna lead no further than this. I want this to be a podcast for myself. Sex does not matter to me at all, dog. I'm literally one of my one out of my friends, dog. I've went an entire year and not had sex, and that was a choice. Just because you know, I share the sentiment because I'm I'm almost at two years. We love it. So for me, it's like. I, it's for me, it's like whenever I do with a girl I'm with, 
it's genuinely to please her because i as, it, as it should be i could care less either way yeah. and that's I why that. for, I get that. that's why for me it depends on your attitude because if you have a shit attitude like if you get obsessed and you're just like yeah you want to sex let's go sex main want to sex main kill <laughs> i personally don't care so my body nah, is not, my body you. my body ain't gonna respond main gonna got an erection like because if your attitude is shit, then my body's gonna be like, well, fuck you, because we don't care. Nah, I, I get that, bro. I get that, bro. I would, I would, I see my body, I just say we, because I see my body as like, I just say we, because yes. I see my body as like a partner. Like, me and my body is like buddies. Like, that's me, G. So I don't be like, I, I don't, I don't be like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't be like we, like, me, my brain, my heart, and then my physical body, like, for my personal thing, like, it's a personal thing, I address us as different people, so I just say we. It's not a crazy thing, it's just a thing I do for fun. No, it's not, it's not. It's a, it's a thing you. I do, it's nothing more than something I do for fun, right? No, I get you, I get you. Yeah, so, when I... Because this is how I I root myself where like anybody who tries to like throw anything sexual back in my face, dog, it wouldn't phase me because I don't care that much about that side of life. I get that. Love like, it. Like at all. So for you to phase me, you wanna like insult me intelligence or something, because that's something I care about. But if you come and tell me, oh, I had better sex with one my ex them. Why does that matter though? Because then, cause me respond, me response to that gonna be if that's what important to your dog, your priorities fucked up. <laughs> because this nigga was punching you in the face, and I'm not putting my hand on you, and treating you like a queen. And the best thing you could think to say in an argument is he fucked better. That's what's important it's, to you. Ooh, it's the dysfunction for me, bro. That's what important ooh. to you. Then, then, then go on to your doctor. Go on to Mike Tyson. Then come in. He... <laughs> and that's just the reality situation, guys. Yeah. Like, so, like, that's just a spill on how I feel. That's going to be a topic for another day. But, like, certain things that I've trained myself, I pride myself in things that control the general consensus of males dog don't phase me at all so like sexual tension doesn't bother me like being called a gallus doesn't bother me i don't care i don't push off myself as one like the things that matter to me dog are things that are actually gonna push me forward in the grand scheme of things dog if in supplying like my overall act in life, dog. Okay. One. This guy said his overall arc in life. That's crazy. So that's why I that's why I, that's why you hear me say I'm that nigga because I know I came from a place where I wasn't that nigga, bro. Like I came from a place where I didn't even think I was worth talking to. Like I used to genuinely be like, if a girl shuns me. She probably right too because main shit, 
that's how I used to look at myself to the point where now if a girl shuns me I genuinely tell myself that is literally your loss because I would be the best nigga to ever enter your life and that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta tell yourself and I mean because, I understand because I share the sentiment yeah that's how when it uh, comes to go ahead go ahead now when it comes to finding identity in yourself I remember I had times when I could look in the mirror and all that stuff, man. It's just, it's wild. But, you know, growing up and developing a sense of identity and self and loving yourself, you, you tend to realize that it's not about what everybody thinks about you. It's about how you think about yourself. And if you don't value yourself, then why does anything else matter, you know? And that's just how you got to be sometimes, unapologetic and upfront about it, you know? genuinely you know you got to offer and a lot of times that whole conversation of what do you have to offer comes on the table like for for a lot of people i could upfront say i'm an emotional stable man you know that's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about and you know it, it shows because a lot of times we get into situations and we think we know what we want or we think we know the idea of what we're looking for and we get something and we're just like oh shoot this is not it but we don't know how to get through it we don't know how to get better at it you know and that's just it like very proud of you bro definitely proud of you Dog, I that. sorry Dog. I I just blocked somebody on my phone my god brother <laughs> Because he messaged okay. me, as, he I post something and he messaged me and said, "Dog, attack on Titan, so trash." And I was like, "You know what, man, dealing with that kind of toxicity in 2022." So, got my phone. Man, That's wild, that. bro. It's like that. It's like that. Sometimes you just gotta do your thing. Keep negativity out of your Wait space. That. Just do your thing. Yeah, confit dog. I pray to anybody, men and women out there, dog, have some confidence in yourself. You are beautiful. You are brilliant. You are amazing. And there's only one of you. Someone having the name Rebecca doesn't make them you, bro. Someone having the name Charles doesn't make them you. Someone having the name Vondre doesn't make them him. And someone having the name Devon definitely does not make them me because there's only one of me. There's only one of him. And it's for you to make the best of your life, bro. It's for you to make yourself unique. If you want to follow the masses, then that's your choice. But you determine and you decide how unique you are. And that's all you got to worry about, dog. That's it. Nah, definitely, that's the message definitely, Nah, that's, 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 let's go, drop them gems, drop them gems. But now nah, you're absolutely right, bro. In the scope of everything, finding out your individuality, you know, it's more important than anything else. Because if you don't know who you are, if you can't determine and define who you are, especially growing up, you're going to end up going in a bunch of places that you don't need to be. And influence is the worst thing and the best thing. Because with the right influence, you get into the right spaces. But with the wrong influence, of course, you get into the wrong places. And we don't consider this often. But remember, everybody that is born started out as a winner because we were all sperm and we had to get to the egg first. That's just bottom line. That's that's like science, bottom line. Mm, yeah. So at the it, end of the it, day... 
Hit, hit the trumpets. Hit the trumpets. That's a jam. <laughs> hit the trumpets. Hit the trumpets. Not the clapping. What? I'm done, the bro. The trumpets. Not... You ain't even know your own effects, bro. Yeah, that. I'm done, bro. I'm done. Okay, I get you. I get you. But yeah, that's just that's just it, bro. At the end of the day, if you don't speak, you know that you are that type of person, then you will end up settling for anything, and it's not yep. worth it, man. At the end of the day, if you're not encouraging you, then what's going on? You know, we gotta yeah. do the best we can to get where we need to be. Um, even if we gotta detox and get people out of our space or get ourselves in certain spaces you know it's not all the time everything is deserved to have a a place in your life but you should know at the end of the day you should know yeah dude like i just i just i just i just know a lot of people out there like i know there's so much people in this world who like um they think like they think so little of themselves, bro. And if you're one of those people, just know you are amazing. You're dope. You're fire. And, like, you just haven't met the right group of people who are going to appreciate that. But don't give up. You are amazing. And... That's just how it is. Don't let anyone make you think any less of yourself. You're absolutely amazing and you deserve the world, but no one is going to give it to you. So you have to take it. I'm a, I'm a just, I'm a just. We, that, listen, that right there, that's facts. That's pure facts. You have to determine where you want to be in life, and you have to be the one to do it. That's come on, bro, love it. This guy dropping gems all night. Let's go. And I personally think that that is where we're going to leave it today because you know the last couple of minutes of the podcast was pure knowledge for the soul, my brother. Absolutely, we love it. Let's go. So, how was today's episode for you, bro? Man, it was a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not going to front. And I'm really appreciative of the space. I'm not going to lie. Really appreciative of the space. I mean, you talk a lot, but I'm really appreciative of the back and forth bouncing of ideas and, you know, just being able to say certain things. You have to train that by? Fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> no, because you said, I don't talk a lot. You said, you said the viewers said, I don't talk a lot. But you out here, you just spitting, bro. And I'm not going to stop you. You know, if you got a flow, I'm going to let you do your thing. Bye. You know how much overthinking I do in the week? You know how much I got Lego on this podcast? <laughs> and that's why, you see, I'm respectful. Of do your thing, bro. It, it's, you got to do your thing. We here for it. Like, genuinely like my purpose for a podcast is very selfish like i get the people who listening i get the people who like listening answer but i genuinely don't care who listening you 
I genuinely just got a podcast for me to offload my brain, yeah. Now, guys, we love y'all. We care. Um, definitely. Absolutely. I said I don't care if they listen or not. Those nah, we can't we listen. We, we, nah, we want you to listen, of course. This, you trying to, you, you <laughs> nah, trying to defeat you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm going to double back on what I say. What I say, I genuinely mean. How I feel is, I don't care if someone listens or not, because I do the podcast for me. It's for me to offload my brain and offload my thoughts. I think about a lot. I dwell on a lot. And sometimes they drive me crazy. So, instead of forcing that onto the people in my life, and like giving them a moral obligation to have to listen to that i create a platform where i could just do it and put it out into the airways and whoever listen listen and whoever doesn't cool may really care that's just how i see it it's not like those who do listen i am appreciative that you tune in every week and you listen but if you if i share my podcast and you don't click on the link you think i give a fuck you missing out one thing, guys, that I will always do, we can always make Devon give some clarity. Because he does say certain things, and I'm just like, okay, give give me some more. Give me some more. Cause... Yeah, because Vanjie, 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 very, <laughs> Vanjie, very, um, the podcast name, Unapologetically Opinionated, but bro is very, he's very aware of the sensitivity of today's world, and I don't care about people and the feelings but he keeps me in check so i appreciate him <laughs> and now at the end of the day we gotta we gotta be tr- be able to be translated i don't know how much time vanja vanja make me sense of two things i say in the first two episodes i will never hear that but <laughs> i'm way more blunt that i than i ever hear but he don't cut me off and tell me but i cut out that so i, I don't cut it out I like when nah, we, 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 we are like, like last episode when I hear technical difficulties. If I know what happened, that makes me <laughs> <difficult>, right? <laughs> Yo, no, just just on a transparent basis, we pray before we get into this space, right? <sighs> Listen, sometimes God would do it. Sometimes God would do it, bro. Yeah, like we don't put we, we don't put the blessings out on the podcast. So yo, yo, Devon free today. I was yo. Tell you don't this guy. She, this guy, I was so impressed today. Like, uh y'all want to hear us praying? Y'all want us usher prayer before we start the podcast? Uh, uh what? Let us know. Um, because if, if y'all want to hear us pray, that's cool. But Van, you're gonna be praying because I ain't gonna ever hear me touch that side because I can be, <laughs> I can be, I can be playing devil's advocate and tell talking about, you know, I'm decided next week's topic. No, I'm gonna say it on the podcast. Next week's topic is religious beliefs and our stance on them. Ooh, that's a touchy one for me, bro. Um. <laughs> Okay. I got you, bro. But I want you to be 100% honest with your religious beliefs because I know how you feel about your religion. Right, I got you, bro. Yeah, man, man, trying to tell you, like, you know, tell me how you feel, tell me how shitty Christians are. Like, I know you don't have that stance at all, but, like, I'm telling you, stand for yours. And that's going to be the first week where we're going to have opposing opinions and it's going to be healthy. 
because we ain't gonna argue with each other. We gonna just let we gonna just say how we feel about this specific topic. Nah, bro. Today was the first week we had opposing opinions, bro. We had opposing opinions today. I would like to believe so. Go back and listen to the recording. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guys, we've been here for almost an hour and a half. We yeah, appreciate y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. if you stayed this much. Um. Yeah, man. Every week we're gonna try to give you as much um valuable content as we can. Genuinely, we feel like our opinions are valuable, so we're gonna give you our opinion. Unapologetic. Shout out, shout out, my big dog Ayana, who literally depressed me for drop to drop the episode. Shit. Like literally, the she literally messaged me this week and she was like, "It's Wednesday. Where's the oh podcast? oh shoot, love it, <laughs> love it." No, she 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 keeps she she makes me smile, and we only literally we literally three episodes in, but she she says she loved the podcast, so you know. Um, oh wow! Let's yeah. go! Wow! But yeah, that's so what's up. That's what's, that's, up. that's what's up. So, you know, people, you you know, you know how we always end it off. Check me on instagram at bts roland i actually have a post dropping at the end of this month a bad 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 instagram post you know, you know look up for the um bts roland bts as in behind the scenes that's why i stand for so it's bts roland um and then vandre give them your social yeah guys i ain't gonna drop in um i could but we're gonna we're gonna get Devon Devon all the shine. So my thing is um Vandre dot F G. Shoot, did I figure out my thing? Nah. So it's Vandre, that's V-A-N-D-R-E dot F G. And yeah, we might have some content posting, we might not. Bro um, said Loki bro still said, on sabbatical. Bro said so, give me bro said he gonna give me all the shine. Bro, when I post a that choice. I get that you shine. Know, we, encourage, no, we encourage this type of confidence. Bro, Let's go. Say that. Say that. Bro, my content goes viral every time I post. Niggas know about my post and they don't even know I am the nigga posting. And that's why I love. Now nah, you're right. You're right. We love it. We love it. For me, I got a book. It's in my bio, guys. If you want to learn how to take pictures, like actually good looking pictures, I have a book. It's in my bio, guys. So check it out. Check it out. But I think that's the the end of today's episode. We appreciate everybody for being here, tuning in, giving us the support and feedback. Because, you know, if we don't move together, we're not moving at all. Yeah, and the feedback is super necessary. Like, we love the feedback. And we, trust me, we listen and we, we, we take it. And we improve every week. We take the feedback and immediately say, all right, this is what we need to do. Some of some the feedback would have just be like, nah, that's bullshit. But the ones that matter, <laughs> the ones that matter, we, we take it and we put it into practice. Vanjie waving now on the computer screen and may gonna stop talk. Vanjie, everybody don't talk sense. Stop acting like everybody don't talk sense. Nah, I get you, bro. I get you. But, you know, we just got to be mindful, you know, that we're here to 
to enlighten the people, not tear them down. Um, but of course, we can have a conversation about that at some point. Oh my God, I'm not tearing anybody down. Oh, I'm not tearing anybody down. <laughs> I'm not tearing anybody down. All I'm saying, people, be please be aware the way I speak is because of where I'm from. Words that would offend somewhere else that somebody that isn't from where I'm from doesn't offend the people where I'm from. So it's hard for me to not speak that way because I live here. Vandra lives elsewhere. So he's aware of those things. But um, you also have to be just how I have to be aware of your sensitivities. You also have to be aware of the fact that I don't, I'm not where you're from. So I'm speaking the way I'm comfortable. Literally one of my, this is some feedback from my boss, my boss, my boss literally said, the only thing I don't like about episode one is that you're yanking and you're speaking like you're American and I need you to speak in your accent. She was like, let, let Vandra be the translator for you because he has that accent because he's up there. He'll understand you because he's Ketishan, but he'll speak that way because he's from up there. But you be the Ketishan link for the podcast. And I love that advice. Cause it was literally her saying, be yourself and stop trying to be someone else. And that's oh, yeah, what we are apologetic over here. Yes, that's, actually I, that's actually why I stopped trying to speak in full on standard English. Trust me, I'm capable of speaking in standard English because I am educated over here. I'm an educated black man. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. But I'm going to speak in my accent. And if you don't understand, Levanja translated. That's what he's here for. That's that's what I'm here for, guys. We love it. We love it. <laughs> that, that, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you, you twisting and turning why saying, man, like it. <laughs> Nah, is it true? Listen, I'm here for that. I don't mind. I don't mind. Anyways. As long as we get people to understand. That's that's all right. People, we'll see you next week. Yes, on sir. Epi- and on episode four. And this has been episode three of the UO podcast, Love and Trials. Peace out. We love you guys. This has been Devon Roland alongside. Yes, sir. Van Drake, we'll see y'all next time.